0: The Extraordinary Adventures of Arsène Lupin, Gentleman Burglar We will see about that, cried Varan in such a rage that Madame Andermatt could not suppress a cry of fear. Varan must have heard it, for he now tried to force his way out. Monsieur Andermatt pushed him back. Then I saw him put his hand into his coat pocket. For the last time, let me pass, he cried. The letters first. Varin drew a revolver and, pointing it at Monsieur Andermatt, said, Yes or no. The banker stooped quickly. There was the sound of a pistol shot. The weapon fell from Varin's hand. I was amazed. The shot was fired close to me. It was Daspry who had fired it at Varin, causing him to drop the revolver. In a moment, Daspry was standing between the two men, facing Varin, He said to him with a sneer, You were lucky, my friend, very lucky. I fired at your hand and struck only the revolver. Both of them looked at him surprised. Then he turned to the banker and said, I beg your pardon, monsieur, for meddling in your business, but really, you play a very poor game. Let me hold the cards. Turning again to Varane, D'Espry said, It's between us two, comrade, and play fair if you please. Hearts are trumps, and I play the seven. Then Daspry held up before Varan's bewildered eyes the little iron plate marked with the seven red spots. It was a terrible shock to Varan. With livid features, staring eyes, and an air of intense agony, the man seemed to be hypnotized at the sight of it. Who are you? he gasped. One who meddles in other people's business down to the very bottom. What do you want? What you brought here tonight. "'I brought nothing.' "'Yes, you did, or you wouldn't have come. "'This morning you received an invitation to come here at nine o'clock "'and bring with you all the papers held by you. "'You are here. Where are the papers?' "'There was in Daspry's voice and manner a tone of authority "'that I did not understand. "'His manner was usually quite mild and conciliatory. "'Absolutely conquered, Varon placed his hand on one of his pockets "'and said, "'Papers are here.' "'All of them?' "'Yes.' All that you took from Louis Lacombe and afterwards sold to Major von Lieben? Yes. Are these the copies or the originals? I have the originals. How much do you want for them? One hundred thousand (laughs) francs. You are crazy, said Desprey. Why, the Major gave you only twenty thousand, and that was like money thrown into the sea as the boat was a failure at the preliminary trials. They didn't understand the plans. The plans are not complete. Then why do you ask me for them? Because I want them. I offer you five thousand francs, not a sou more. Ten thousand, not a sou less. Agreed, said Daspry, who now turned to Monsieur Andermatt and said, Monsieur will kindly sign a check for that amount. But I haven't got your checkbook? Here it is. Astounded, Monsieur Andermatt examined the checkbook that Daspry handed to him. It is mine, he gasped. H- how did that happen? No idle words, monsieur, if you please. You have merely to sign. The banker took out his fountain pen, filled out the check, and signed it. Varane held out his hand for it. Put down your hand, said Daspry. There is something more. Then to the banker he said, You asked for some letters, did you not? Yes, a package of letters. Where are they, Varane? I haven't got them. Where are they, Varane? I don't know. My brother had charge of them. They are hidden in this room. In that case, you know where they are. How should I know? Was it not you who found the hiding place? You appear to be as well-informed as Salvatore. The letters are not in the hiding place. They are. Open it. Varan looked at him defiantly. Were not Daspry and Salvatore the same person? Everything pointed to that conclusion. If so, Varan risked nothing in disclosing a hiding place already known. ''Open it,'' repeated Dasprey. ''I have not got the Seven of Hearts.'' ''Yes, here it is,'' said Dasprey, handing him the iron plate. Varin recoiled in terror and cried, ''No, no, I will not.'' ''Never mind,'' replied Dasprey as he walked toward the bearded king, climbed on a chair, and applied the Seven of Hearts to the lower part of the sword in such a manner that the edges of the iron plate coincided exactly with the two edges of the sword.'' Then, with the assistance of an awl, which he introduced alternately into each of the seven holes, he pressed upon seven of the little mosaic stones. As he pressed upon the seventh one, a clicking sound was heard, and the entire bust of the king turned upon a pivot, disclosing a large opening lined with steel. It was a fireproof safe. You can see, Varan, the safe is empty. So I see. Then my brother has taken out the letters. Dasprey stepped down from the chair, approached Varin, and said, Now, no more nonsense with me. There is another hiding place. Where is it? There is none. Is it money you want? How much? Ten thousand. Monsieur Andermatt, are those letters worth ten thousand francs to you? Yes, said the banker firmly. Varin closed the safe, took the seven of hearts, and placed it again on the sword at the same spot. He thrust the awl into each of the seven holes. There was the same clicking sound, but this time, strange to relate, it was only a portion of the safe that revolved on the pivot, disclosing quite a small safe that was built within the door of the larger one. The packet of letters was here, tied with a tape, and sealed. Varin handed the packet to Daspry. The latter turned to the banker and said, "'Is the check ready, Monsieur Andermatt?' "'Yes.' And you have also the last document that you received from Louis Lacombe, the one that completes the plans of the submarine? Yes. The exchange was made. Daspre pocketed the document and the checks and offered the packet of letters to Monsieur Andermatt. This is what you wanted, Monsieur. The banker hesitated a moment, as if he were afraid to touch those cursed letters that he had sought so eagerly. Then, with a nervous movement, he took them. Close to me, I heard a moan. I grasped Madame Andermatt's hand. It was cold. I believe, Monsieur, said Daspry to the banker, that our business is ended. Oh, no thanks. It was only by a mere chance that I have been able to do you a good turn. Good night. Monsieur Andermatt retired. He carried with him the letters written by his wife to Louis Lacombe. Marvelous, exclaimed Daspry, delighted. Everything is coming our way. Now we have only to close our little affair, comrade. You have the papers? Here they are, all of them. Dasprey examined them carefully and then placed them in his pocket. Quite right, you have kept your word, he said. But, but what? The two checks, the money, said Varane eagerly. Well, you have a great deal of assurance, my man. How dare you ask such a thing? I ask only what is due to me. Can you ask pay for returning papers that you stole? Well, I think not. Varane was beside himself. He trembled with rage. His eyes were bloodshot. The money, the twenty thousand, he stammered. Impossible. I need it myself. The money! Come, be reasonable and don't get excited. It won't do you any good. Daspry seized his arm so forcibly that Vera uttered a cry of pain. Daspry continued, Now you can go. The air will do you good. Perhaps you want me to show you the way. Ah, yes, we will go together to the vacant lot near here, and I will show you a little mound of earth and stones, and under it... That is false! That that is false! Oh, no, it is true. That little iron plate with the seven spots on it came from there. Louis Lacombe always carried it, and you buried it with the body, and with some other things that will prove very interesting to a judge and jury. Varan covered his face with his hand and muttered, All right, I am beaten. Say no more. I want to ask you one question. I should like to know, what is it? Was there a little casket in the large safe? Yes. Was it there on the night of the 22nd of June? Yes. What did it contain? Everything that the Varan brothers had put in it, a very pretty collection of diamonds and pearls picked up here and there by the said brothers. And did you take it? Of course I did. Do you blame me? I understand. It was the disappearance of that casket that caused my brother to kill himself. Probably. The disappearance of your correspondence was not a sufficient motive, but the disappearance of the casket... Is that all you wish to ask me? One thing more. Your name. You ask that with an idea of seeking revenge. Pablo, the tables may be turned. "'Today you are on top. Tomorrow—' "'It will be you. "'I hope so. "'Your name?' "'Arsène Lupin.' "'Arsène Lupin.' "'The man staggered, as though stunned by a heavy blow. "'Those two words had deprived him of all hope. daspry laughed and said, "'Ah, did you imagine that a Monsieur Durand or Dupin "'could manage an affair like this?' "'No, it required the skill and cunning of Arsène Lupin. "'And now that you have my name, go and prepare your revenge. "'Arsène Lupin will wait for you.' "'Then he pushed the bewildered Varin through the door. "'Daspry! Daspry!' I cried, pushing aside the curtain. "'He ran to me. "'What? What's the matter?' "'Madame Andermatt is ill.' "'He hastened to her, caused her to inhale some salts, "'and while caring for her questioned me. "'Well, what did it?' "'The letters of Louis Lacombe that you gave to her husband.' He struck his forehead and said, oh, ''Did she think that I could do such a thing?'' ''But of course she would, imbecile that I am.'' Madame Andermatt was now revived. Dashby took from his pocket a small package exactly similar to the one that Monsieur Andermatt had carried away. ''Here are your letters, madame. These are the genuine letters.'' ''But the others?'' ''The others are the same, rewritten by me and carefully worded.'' Your husband will not find anything objectionable in them and will never suspect the substitution since they were taken from the safe in his presence. But the handwriting? There is no handwriting that cannot be imitated. She thanked him in the same words she might have used to a man in her own social circle, so I concluded that she had not witnessed the final scene between Varin and Arsène Lupin. But the surprising revelation caused me considerable embarrassment. A Lupin. "'My club companion was none other than Arsène Lupin. "'I could not realize it.' "'But,' he said, quite at his ease, "'You can say farewell to Jean d'Aspry.' "'Ah? "'Yes, Jean d'Aspry is going on a long journey. "'I shall send him to Morocco. "'There he may find a death worthy of him. "'I may say that that is his expectation.' "'But Arsène Lupin will remain?' "'Oh, decidedly, Arsène Lupin is simply at the threshold of his career, and he expects—' I was impelled by curiosity to interrupt him, and leading him away from the hearing of Madame Andermatt, I asked, "'Did you discover the smaller safe yourself, the one that held the letters?' "'Yes, after a great deal of trouble I found it yesterday afternoon while you were asleep. And yet God knows it was simple enough, but the simplest things are the ones that usually escape our notice.' Then, showing me the seven of hearts, he added, Of course I had guessed that, in order to open the larger safe, this card must be placed on the sword of the Mosaic King. How did you guess that? Quite easily. Through private information, I knew that fact when I came here on the evening of the 22nd of June. After you left me, yes, after turning the subject of our conversation to stories of crime and robbery, which were sure to reduce you to such a nervous condition that you would not leave your bed, but would allow me to complete my search uninterrupted. (laughs) The scheme worked perfectly. Well, I knew when I came here that there was a casket concealed in a safe with a secret lock, and that the Seven of Hearts was the key to that lock. I had merely to place the card upon the spot that was obviously intended for it. An hour's examination showed me where that spot was. One hour? Observe the fellow in the mosaic. The old emperor? That old emperor is an exact representation of the king of hearts on all playing cards. That's right, but how does the seven of hearts open a larger safe at one time and the smaller safe at another time, and why did you only open the larger safe in the first instance, I mean on the night of the 22nd of June? Why? Why? because I always placed the seven of hearts in the same way. I never changed the position, but yesterday I observed that by reversing the card, by turning it upside down, the arrangement of the seven spots on the mosaic was changed. Parbleu? Of course, Parbleu, but a person has to think of those things. There's something else. You did not know the history of those letters until Madame Andermatt spoke of them before me? No. Because I found in the safe, beside the casket, nothing but the correspondence of the two brothers, which disclosed their treachery in regard to the plans. Then it was by chance that you were led first to investigate the history of the two brothers, and then to search for the plans and documents related to the submarine? Simply by chance. For what purpose did you make the search? Mon Dieu! exclaimed Asprey, laughing. How deeply interested you are! The subject fascinates me. Very well. Presently, after I have escorted Madame Andermatt to a carriage and dispatched a short story to the Écho de France, I will return and tell you all about it. He sat down and wrote one of those short, clear-cut articles which serve to amuse and mystify the public. Who does not recall the sensation that followed that article produced throughout the entire world? Arsène Lupin has solved the problem recently submitted by Salvatore. Having acquired possession of all the documents and original plans of the engineer Louis Lacombe, he has placed them in the hands of the Minister of Marine, and he has headed a subscription list for the purpose of presenting to the nation the first submarine constructed from those plans. His subscription is 20,000 francs. 20,000 francs? The checks of Monsieur Andermatt, I exclaimed when he had given me the paper to read. Exactly. I was quite right that Varane should redeem his treachery. And that is how I made the acquaintance of Arsène Lupin. That is how I learned that Jean d'Aspry, a member of my club, was none other than Arsène Lupin, gentleman thief. That is how I formed very agreeable ties of friendship with that famous man, and, thanks to the confidence with which he honored me, how I became his very humble and faithful historiographer.